Hello folks, this is Justin Hollander and welcome to the newest um, episode of Cognitive Urbanism. This is the 21st episode, so I'm you know really happy to have uh, gotten to lucky 21. <laughs> I have I've actually been doing this for eight years. Kind of hard to believe. Um, so so I'm not I'm not uh, releasing these very quickly. So you know, somewhere between two and three per year. But um, you know, I think about like every semester I've done at least one of these, and then so sometimes more. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's not a full time job, but you know, really really happy that you're listening and um, being part of this conversation. You know, and, and I should really kind of start off by by kind of talking about how this is a podcast that I launched for the express purpose of being able to reach a larger audience with respect to the research that me and my students and collaborators do at Tufts University. You know, we have our um, methods of disseminating our research through peer-reviewed publications, including scholarly monographs and books and journal articles. But the fact is very few people read those so this is really just another way that I want to use to be able to kind of let folks know, you know, what is it that we're up to? What are some of the, some of the things that, that I'm working on and my students and, and colleagues? So, so yeah, so thank you again for listening and, um, you know, I appreciate your support. But um, today what I want to talk about is wayfinding. So in urban planning and other circles, uh, landscape architecture, urban design, there's a lot of interest in how people navigate their environment. What are the different street and landscape elements that are going to direct how someone finds their way around? So we were working with a, a longstanding partners at the Devons Enterprise Commission that's uh, Peter Lowett, who's the director, and Neil Engus, who's the assistant uh, director. And we've done a bunch of different research projects with them. And this one came about because um, in Devons, which is a small community about 35 miles west of Boston, um, they've been experiencing some challenges around uh, trucks driving through the community and getting lost. And there is actually quite a lot of signage for these, for these trucks, but for some reason, it's not working. So the um, uh, folks in Devons, uh, they wanted to um, implement a new signage program and they invited us to partner with them in this research to, to try to understand a little bit better about how, how people are able to navigate around the community. And, um, and then the hope is that that would feed into the uh, new signage program. So, me and my team, we are really excited about biometrics, the ability to be able to kind of understand human responses, whether that's where people look through like an eye tracking and heart rate, brainwave activity, uh, muscles in their face, face, like a facial expression analysis. These kinds of tools really help us understand so much more about the human experience. Um, and that can really feed into to better, better planning. So we took on this project and uh, said that we would look, look at these questions using that kind of biometrics lens. Um, but we were 
in addition, interested in the pedestrian experience, uh, Devons, um, just a little bit of context, um, had been Fort Devons for uh, you know, a number of uh, decades, even maybe even longer, maybe 100 years, and it was uh, closed through uh, the base closure process. And so, so what we talk about is Devons is a kind of a re redeveloping, redeveloping community. And so there's a lot of work to be done to convert, to convert essentially what was a base, a military base into uh, a, a community of where, where people could live and work and play. And so, well, of course we're concerned about the trucks, but we're also concerned about the uh, pedestrian experience. As people walk around Devon's, um, what about the signage for them? You know, what, what, what impacts their, their walkability? So what we did was um, trying to understand that human experience. We started off with, with taking uh, a number of photos. We probably took uh, two or 300 photographs all over Devon's, trying to capture all different types of experiences. About half of the pictures we took from the road from the perspective of a driver. And the other half we took uh, from the sidewalk, from the perspective of the pedestrian. So we ended up kind of studying both experiences and, and actually they, they intersected. They, they really did. And so that's, that's really interesting. So, so the photos were um, analyzed as is, but then we also Photoshopped them. We made different types of edits to these images to make adjustments and to see how that might impact how people are seeing them, how, how it might impact wayfinding. So some of the adjustments we made is, is from, for some signs, we changed the color, we changed the size of the signs. Sometimes we just like added like a kind of a border around it. Um, in some cases we added additional vegetation, bushes and shrubs and trees. Sometimes we took out bushes, shrubs and trees. Um, sometimes we made adjustments to the paving uh, the the paving of both the sidewalk and the road. We added additional crosswalks in these edits. So you know, really, just very kind of experimental, just trying to like to see see what kind of uh, adjustments you know might have some sort of impact. Um, and so you know, I mentioned biometrics. We're talking about humans and and understanding their their thoughts and feelings and and emotions. Um, so the, so the best way to do this is actually to recruit real live human beings. To, to do this kind of research. However, this, this did happen during the pandemic, so that was not an option. So instead we used um, something that is manufactured by the, the industrial conglomerate 3M. They make something uh, called visual attention software. And it's uh, basically just any kind of piece of software, just regular, uh, you can run it through a website and it allows you to upload images and then it outputs what the software believes a person would look at. See, here's the thing. You have to appreciate that we are all very similar. I mean, of course, there are differences, but deep down, we're very similar. Uh, there's a famous Harvard psychologist, Steven Pinker, and he wrote a, a book about a decade or so ago uh, called The Blank Slate. You know, he, he really wanted to engage with this idea that there's like a debate out there. There's a debate, nature or nurture, which matters? And he was like, you're all wrong. <laughs> There's no debate in, in the science. The science is crystal clear. The role of nurture is minimal when we talk about human unconscious responses to our environment and, and, the, and the, our life around us. So, so what he's telling us is that 
it really doesn't really matter where you came from, how old you are, gender, race, religion, when it comes to how you experience the world around you at an unconscious level. And so what 3M is doing is that they are trying to capture that first three to five seconds. It's called your during your pre-attentive stage when your conscious awareness is not kicking in, where all those other factors, you know, where you grew up and your um, your hobbies, like all those things come in later, and that, that does affect your thinking and your attitudes. But but that kind of really kind of instinctive first three to five seconds, how are we, how are we responding to that, that crosswalk or that road, uh, that's actually pre-programmed, and it's pretty much the same for most humans. Um, and so, so that's really um, a pretty exciting kind of consensus or, or emerging consensus within uh, the, the sciences. And so that's what we're kind of uh, uh, drawing on in, in this research, which, which, which 3M is as well. So, so what the 3M software does, this vast software, it allows us to see what the, uh, a, a typical person would look at in one of these scenes. It, it, it shows us these uh, fixations where people are going to be looking, focusing on. It shows us the path that their eye would take in the scene. So with that information linked with, well, we ended up starting with hundreds of images. We went down to, to closer to about 100. Um, we were able to look systematically at these images using the software tool to be able to draw some really exciting conclusions. So, so let's start with um, pedestrians. Well, one of the things that you really see is that those, those uh, patterns in a sidewalk actually really matter and that they can direct someone's attention. In, in, in some ways, it, the, the, the evidence seems to suggest that, that patterned sidewalks will m make you drawn more down the road to make you more likely to kind of continue to want to walk. The other thing that we saw was that when you um, made adjustments to the, um, to the um, uh, landscaping around the sidewalk, that also uh, made made the person made a, uh, made uh, the subject in the uh, the algorithm you know more likely to uh, to want to look at that sidewalk, and um, so kind of keeping your gaze on the on that walkway um, only seems like a positive in terms of uh, promoting walkability. So then you're looking at the at the driver's side. Uh, here you saw really pretty pretty significant differences in terms of wh what the color of the sign was, what the size of the sign was, um, whether there was an outline. All these things you know, drastically impacted um, how likely the person would, a person might look at that sign. And so, so you know, really uh, changing these kinds of uh, um, uh, signage elements um, can make a difference in terms of what, what the driver is, is seeing. Um, and, and then, you know, I mentioned earlier about the kind of the idea of pattern sign, sidewalks. Um, well, when you had pattern sidewalks, nearby signs um, also get more attention, which, um, you know, thinking about the driver, that, that's something that actually really could seem to benefit both the pedestrian and the, and the driver. Um, uh, bump outs, this is when, like, the kind of the sidewalk kind of comes out a little bit into the road. Again, that's something that seems to draw the, uh, the attention of the 
the driver, which seems like also a really good thing, um, and um, and makes it less likely that they're going to continue to drive when they see when they see that, and uh, hopefully will go slower. So, you know, altogether, what we what we saw is that when you are trying to design uh, a wayfinding system in a community, that it's important to look inside the human brain and 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 you know test out beta test these different uh, sign designs, colors, shapes. Sorry about that. Um, and so really what we're, what we're talking about is, is that there's an, a real powerful opportunity here to for urban planners, urban designers, landscape architects to, to really rethink what wayfinding is, is comprised of. It's, it's a, it's about the human experience, whether you're a driver or a pedestrian, and biometric tools can really make a big difference. Now, now these tools that, that I spoke about that we used um, in this research and, and this paper that we published uh, that just came out in the uh, Journal of Urban Design, these tools are very limited because it's really just a software using an algorithm. So, you know, what we recommend in, in, at the end of the paper and I recommend to you is that um, you know, really using human subjects um, is really going to get you richer data, better better results, um, and not to be just limited to to eye tracking. There's there's all these other tools that we can do to measure that human response, especially in that kind of pre-attentive, that first three to five seconds, you know, where you're kind of automatically kind of responding at a visceral level to to the uh, the urban scene, um, and so when we can capture that. I think we can get a, a better window into human experience, and I think we're we're much better positioned to be able to create places that are not only you know safe, safe for walking, um, but people are going to want to walk. Places that are are safe for pedestrians, so that drivers are, are less less likely to to um, injure them. And and frankly, for the purposes of Devons, to be able to help a community, so that drivers, in this case the truck drivers can e more easily find the places they need to go and that, that the, the wayfinding can actually really make their trip more efficient um, and, uh, uh, and shorter without having them get lost, which is not something that, that anybody wants. So, you know, I really appreciate uh, you listening to this uh, podcast. I hope you uh, continue to like and subscribe. Um, really, you know, happy to... To hear from uh, listeners, you know, feel free to email me directly if you have any questions or you want to follow up. And um, you know, I really uh, want to just thank you for uh, for being part of uh, cognitive urbanism. So have a great day.